season four of the Catholic Buzz podcast. Uh, thanks for joining us as we begin a new season. We hope you had a great summer and uh, we are back together again and we're very excited to begin this new journey together. My name is Father Daniele and I'm joined again for the fourth season <laughs> by Josh Sullivan. Yeah, hello. And Matt Van Milligan. Hello. Congrats on four seasons of the Catholic Buzz. It's crazy, eh? Yeah. It is crazy. Time flies. Just to think that we started this because COVID happened and uh, we couldn't have beer and wings together. <laughs> <laughs> it was an excuse to get together, right? Yeah. So we are in the month of September and uh, we're kicking off uh, a new season of the Catholic Buzz podcast. Uh, and September has brought lots of things uh, into the forefront, both uh, inside the church and, and in society. One of them, you know, the month of September, people are starting school. Yeah, school's uh, a big topic. School's a big topic, especially because it, near the end of September, uh, there was this uh, million-person march that took place uh, all over the country. And it was basically uh, organized because people were concerned. It was It was Canadians sort of the uh, concern against gender ideology being taught in school. So that was the reason for this million person march, a peaceful protest. Nonetheless, like every protest or every gathering, there's two sides to, to every story. And uh, so there were counter protests that took place. These happened in cities right across uh, Canada. And, uh, you know, the parents that sort of organized this uh, protest, this, the the narrative from their side was they're doing this to protect their children. A peaceful protest to protect their children from learning things that they don't want them learning. The narrative on the other side was this was a hate rally. Yes. And targeting a certain group of people. We've seen we've seen this in everything. I mean, from when the Pope came to Canada to whatever, the media twists it and it makes it whatever. Like I I there's two sides to every story, as you said, but a lot of times you gotta go there to be there and be present to see what's actually going on, what's the actual words. So if we go right to the source of why this purpose was, and this person is that they wanted to be able to teach the kids what they wanted, they want they want to have say over what their kids are learning. That makes sense to me. I'm a parent, I would totally agree with that. Yeah. Right. And so, I mean, I would I would like to have some say over what my kids are being taught at what age they're being taught. I don't yeah. think you know I have my own personal beliefs, especially when it comes to my Catholic faith. And so, um, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. And maybe it's just me as I'm getting older and crustier. Maybe <laughs> maybe like it just seems like these things being taught, which are, which parents are saying are being taught in schools, you know, yeah. gender ideology or other things that parents are uncomfortable with their children learning. And of course, there will be people who disagree with that. People will say they should learn about it. There are people who are different from the normal family, uh, quote unquote normal, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, there are people who are different, who have different uh, uh, lifestyles and whatever it might be. So they should learn about it. But it seems like this is an increasingly... Uh, it's it's happening more and more today. Like this, these things are being taught in the schools, right, to children. Yeah. Where I don't know when I if I when I was younger in school that all these different things were being taught in school. I don't mean gender ideology. Mm -hmm. I mean there seems to be another agenda, uh, another flavor of the day. It's not about math, English, history, <laughs> yeah, yeah. religion. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can see what you're saying. It's not, it's not, it doesn't seem to be about the subjects of learning. It, you walk into schools and like this week's a different theme week and this week's a different theme week and that week is, you know, wear this uh, shirt and wear this, that. 
And it's like, where is the education happening? That's what some people would say mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. is is happening in the schools. So parents, of course, yeah. Yeah, edu- education. Education is under the spotlight right now, especially because there's some schools actually that lowered their expectations with the teenagers. This was down in the States, but they lowered their expectations. And none of the teenagers in that school, none of the students in that school passed any kind of statewide mandate standardized testing testing. yeah stuff like that none of them did because they kept lowering the standard lowering the standard and letting the students set the goal and so there's got to be a a, a tight difference between what we expect from our students and then what we ask of them and what and then what is being taught to them too like there there is that kind of tight tight timeline um it's it's a hard juggling act Mm -hmm. so the main question is people are asking are there private schools around (laughs) where uh, you know, yeah. this stuff is sort of not being taught or is homeschooling an option, yeah. right? And I think homeschooling used to, if if I may, and yeah. I don't want to offend anyone who homeschools, but as a, as a when I was younger, homeschooling yeah. was like a weird the thing. large families who were kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear yeah. what you're saying. But homeschooling now is a very uh, legitimate option. Not that it wasn't legitimate before. No, and if we go back before you and I were yeah. younger, yeah. <laughs> homeschooling was actually the thing. And the then thing. eventually we put our kids into schools. That's right. And whether they be community schools or small, little community schools, you had the school teacher that taught all the grades and stuff. Yes. And then eventually grew to the point of um, industrialized schooling, if you will, and then and into bigger. But yeah, I think, I think at, this, at one time, that was where, like for thousands of years, children learned through their elders through their parents through their you know what i mean and that's always been the case that's kind of been always and then it's only been the last i'm going to say 50 years maybe 100 years that we've really kind of taken this industrialized get the kids through Mm -hmm. some kind of a agenda teaching you know uh, structure would you say the catholic church then would support an idea like homeschooling uh, as opposed to publicly funded education or like where where would the church sort of? I, th- I think so. Well, like well, the um, the church's position is that whether whether or not you know you're you're homeschooling, whether or not your kids are in public school, whether you're like um, in the states they have kind of parochial schools or they have schools that are ta- like there are all kinds of different education models. So there's no like the Catholic Church supports this one education model. It's just whatever you decide to do as parents and what, whatever kind of uh, context your children in, you as parents are responsible as the first or primary educator of your children. Um, so again, it, this this can you, this can work in public school. This can work in home like uh, homeschool context, or you know any of these. Um, you know, a lot of times we feel like we're kind of just kind of passing off our kids to the state, you know, yeah. and, and just letting letting that run its course. When you know, as as you kind of said, you know. Um, even this this kind of march, like if and again, you have extreme perspectives kind of getting packaged with, um, but you know at, at at the base level, it really bringing attention to the fact that you know ideological forces are increasingly kind of infiltrating school in the way that you know when we were kids and I, I went to public school just wasn't the case. You know, yeah, we were there yeah. to learn math. We were there to, to, you know, learn geography without, you know, it being politicized or without it. Every now and then there was like a, yeah. uh, a sell tickets for MS or something, but that's about it, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So regardless of if your students, uh, if your children are in publicly funded schools or you're, you're homeschooling them or wherever they are, you're right. The, the church does teach that parents are the primary educators of their children, mm-hmm. which means that I think you know, we'll talk a little bit about more homeschooling, why people yeah. turn to that. 
But if your kids are in publicly funded schools, yeah, and I say publicly funded schools because there's in in where we live in Ontario, there's two types of publicly funded schools. There's publicly funded public schools, yeah, and there's publicly funded Catholic schools with the name Catholic. But you know, uh, I don't have to tell you that they're not always living up to the name Catholic. Yeah, and so there's a concern for parents right there. But parents should have keep a close eye more than mm-hmm. ever. More than ever. You know, when their education school and we were doing homework back in the day, my parents didn't know what we were doing. We were doing our homework and whatever. They didn't know what we were up to. I think parents more than ever have to keep an eye on what their kids are learning. Let's ask questions. Let's see what our kids are learning. Because as parents are the primary educator of their children, they're also responsible of creating their home and protecting the ideals that they have. Mm -hmm. Uh, that they're formulating within the family bond, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And you don't do that when you don't know what's what's happening with your children. <laughs> yeah, school. a big part of that is just spending time with your Absolutely. children, right? And and that's and that's kind of like sometimes you got to turn down the TV, you got to turn off the TV, I should say, turn off the screen time, and just have those conversations. Maybe going for a hike where you can have a conversation in the car on the way back or there or on the hike. Like those are things that you have to kind of add into your your own. Um, schedule, I guess, mm-hmm. so that you can spend those family time. That's why, though, like if you think about it, for homeschooling, homeschooling is not for everybody. It is, a, it is. I, I we homeschool our children up until the point mm-hmm. of grade nine, and then we allow them if they want to go into school, and for the most part, they choose to go to to high school. Um, but I find that homeschooling really helps us with getting to know our children a little bit better. Mm. And if you do it right, you don't have to worry about the stereotypical weirdo homeschooler yeah. Yeah. Uh, ideology necessarily. In fact, most of my kids um, and most homeschool kids that I know of, because we have a couple families around that homeschool, most of the kids are far above when they go into grade nine. They're like in the grade 10 or grade mm-hmm. 11 levels of reading or math or English or, you know, whatever the case may be, because they because they've had this individualized learning plan and kind of so there's some cons there's pros and there's cons to homeschooling as well you give up a lot more time like we can discuss all that stuff but there's it's um it's a sacrifice sometimes well worth the sacrifice now again it's not for everybody yeah and what would you say like let's say there are parents out there saying i would rather homeschool my child or i would rather take them out of the publicly funded education system which is their prerogative yeah and they say well i i work yeah. Uh, I'm not a teacher. Mm-hmm. Like where do you, where do you begin? Yeah. So there, yeah. Uh, and, and to, to kind of hit, hit both of those that like people um, homeschool for sometimes completely different reasons. Yeah. So, and, and you know, our, our context here is like in, in response to like changes in publicly funded education, that is like, this isn't like in, in some cases, this isn't a good environment for, for my children. You know, some people have the resources to, you know, one parent stays home, one parent, or e- even, even, yeah. um, you know, um, not all resources are kind of monetary, not all resources are, you know, um, so, you know, you may have somebody at home that may not necessarily have the capability uh, to homeschool or bring it. some, some, uh, you know, have that capability and they recognize, you know, falling education standards in, in publicly funded education, you're like, I can do it better. So they're, you know, they're um, coming at it from a curricular standpoint, not even just kind of the content and saying, well, I can do this better. Or like my, my, my children would, would do better with much more focused and direct kind of attention, like Like even class sizes. It's like, you know, if, if my, my child is in a class with 30 or 40 kids, they're not getting the same level of attention or same level of education that even, even to go back to your example, that like when, when, 
public or kind of communal education was just getting off the ground. You know, mm -hmm. you have a one room schoolhouse with yeah. uh, it's like little house in the mm -hmm. prairie. Like, yes, you have <laughs> one teacher and you have, you know, all Eight grades, grades represented, yeah. but there are 15 kids in the entire school yeah. that it's, you know, you have all these kind of different approaches, but like asking the question, you know, should you homeschool? Should you, you know, people have different reasons and different capabilities. Um, so, you know, they're, yeah, they're just, uh, there's no kind of one size fits all answer. Yeah. And like you said, the other, the other thing I've heard people say, what happens if your kid has a, um, has a specific way of learning, or maybe they suffer with a learning disability of some sort, like autism or, um, whatever learning disability might be there might, it might, they might actually benefit from being homeschooled versus being in school system, or it might be the opposite. They might benefit from being in the school system where you have professionals that know what they're dealing with. Um, and the special individualized care of that, that the resources are available to them mm -hmm. in a school system. Um, for instance, I know uh, one of my, one of my families, um, uh, sorry, one of my, my, my in-laws family, um, their kids were homeschooled, but their, but their daughter with down syndrome, my niece with down syndrome, she was actually sent to school. And so all her brothers and sisters were homeschooled, but she, because they, they knew how to, um, educate but also push uh my niece to her to where her limits were they knew how to educate her properly that my in-laws maybe weren't as familiar with and so once they kind of got on that on that bandwagon they could start to see oh this is what she's able to do this is what she's you know and it was a great learning experience for her to, mm -hmm. to be at that and i think they would back up their decision anytime now you know yeah. so, what would you say are the 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 pros of of homeschooling well, okay, so uh, we took we kind of hit some of them there, but like an in individualized individualized learning plan or pace, you're you're one on one for the most part, or you're one on three, if you will, like a, <laughs> like, um, and so uh, one of the biggest things is you're getting like I I mentioned spending time with your kids, um, and so we really get to know like my wife and I, it's both my wife and I work. And so it is a little bit difficult for us to sometimes homeschool. Now, my wife has taken on the majority of the homeschooling responsibilities because she works part-time as a nurse and she does a lot of night shifts. So she's scheduled that. Um, that's how our family's done it. But it means that we're spending time with our family. And sometimes that means when I'm coming home that I'm spending an hour, two hours of my limited time at home doing homework with my boys, doing math or doing this or the other, but that's just part of it. Right. And they, um, that's the sacrifice that you're willing to make. But so spending time with a family and then, and then doing trips as a family and, and shared experiences as a family. That's a really nice thing. Uh, one of the big ones is, um, customized, uh, education plan for your kids. So if you don't want them learning about this, that, or the other thing, you don't necessarily have to teach them. I encourage most people. I mean, in Ontario here, we have a curriculum. We have a curriculum that all the teachers are supposed to follow for grade one, two, three, four, five, six. Um, it's readily available online. You're able to get that. And if you don't live in Canada, you don't live in Ontario, but you still want to follow the Ontario curriculum, it's available to you uh, for free. And you just have to look at it and ask for it or, or download PDF. Um, that gives you what your kid needs to know by the time they're out of grade two, let's say. That mm -hmm. says grade two math, this is what they're teaching great you know and it's so it's a kind of a step by step this is what you need and so the pros there is that you can teach them and they can be at the level or at the proper level yeah. um and with with that one-to-one -one individualized care plan yeah. um where you are focusing solely on your kid if they're if they're having a hard time with their reading let's say you can focus and and um 
a flexible schedule. Like we don't have to do math today because he's doing really good math. We're going to focus all on reading. So we're going to do two hours of reading versus a half hour reading. And we're going to really, for the next two or three weeks, we're just going to read a little bit more every day. We're going to let the math slide a little bit and then we're going to move the math back in yeah. if we're following. You know? And you can do that in both directions too. Like you can do that in a remedial way where mm -hmm. you were like, you, you need to catch somebody up to where they should be. Mm -hmm. If you're, if your children are accelerated, you know, they can keep going. Yeah. You don't need to, you know, go in lockstep with all of the kids of your own age because yes. that's where they're at. So, um, yeah, um, we, we started our boys a year ahead and like yeah. our initial rationalization for that was our oldest is born in January. So like if you were born, you know, three weeks earlier, <laughs> he'd be in, in the grade ahead. Yeah. And then, you know, for the, for the other ones we're like, we'll just start them here. You know, if, if they're, if they're struggling, if they're like, We'll move them back. Like we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll put them back, but, um, it's working so far. Um, and you know, there's no real practical reason to just start them back when, when they're actually capable of a higher level. Yeah. For sure. So practically speaking, like if, if, a, if someone goes to school, publicly funded schools, they're there, let's say nine to three or yeah, eight yeah. to mm -hmm. two thirty or whatever yeah. it might be. What does a typical day look like? Like, are the kids being homeschooled from nine to three? So for, for our family, yeah. we start, so we start off in the morning. Uh, we start off with a family prayer time. Okay. So they, they start off with about 15, 20 minutes. Uh, they do the rosary, do some other things, but that's just because that's how we start our day uh, at 830. And then they get going on school. And so they, they start on school. Now I'm at the, our kids are at the age where they can kind of start to read themselves now. So they're reading through their own lessons and we just kind of have to more um, supervise, if you will, and then be there to ask questions or whatever. Um, but they, they, we have a schedule that they do this, this subject, this subject, this subject, and they get to pick and choose. Like in the morning, one of them feels like they're really better, a lot better at math. So they do math first. The other one feels like they do English. We have it all kind of laid out. Now that's not necessarily available when they're younger. When they were younger, we had set times to do each one because the the parent that's staying home has to be able to work with each and every individualized kid. Um, but the yeah, for us, it starts at eight thirty, and then they're typically done by noon. Uh, and so uh, they eat lunch and then they're done. Sometimes as they get into older grades, seven and eight, they might take a little bit longer for a subject here and there. And maybe a, they have to do a book report or something like that. It takes a little bit longer. But no, most of their subject, because it's so focused, they can learn. And like I said, when they hit grade nine, my, my boys, I have two of them now in, in high school, and both of them have are, are top 90, like 99 students, you know, 99 percentile um, and uh, doing great, you know, in, in their academics. So mm -hmm. if, if you if you teach them that way, yeah, you focus on their learning. You don't have to. But it allows then our freedom of in the afternoon to do a lot of the other things. Mm -hmm. So it means that we can do socialized, uh, they, they have skating for homeschoolers in our city, they have uh, gymnastics, they have soccer or the gym time, they have, so there's a whole bunch of other things that you could potentially get involved in because there are homeschoolers around the area, but because yeah. uh, you kind of teach. Well, and, and yeah, and you, you can look at the flexibility that homeschooling yeah. allows as an advantage or a disadvantage. So like in, in the advantage side that you do have that flexibility, you can work around other activities, you can work around kind of other obligations. So uh, one of the ways that we handle that is we we schedule four days of school a week mm, and it's, yes, th yeah. those are those are pretty kind of loaded days um but you know if they want to go to uh bible study on friday yeah. they're motivated to get their work done if if it's something they need more time with we have that overflow day we can we can yeah uh, start but again that flexibility that homeschooling introduces some people who maybe aren't as organized or aren't as you know st structure their day in a it, it could it could be it could be kind of they could get behind on their lessons you know they could get to you know 
May or June and be like, we're only halfway through this curriculum and it could be a problem. So um, again, it's, it, it, there's, there's um, an advantage there. Um, but again, if, if you're not, um, if you don't, if you don't have that approach, or if you don't have that level of care, you can. You can and, and it's not, it's not without its own um, worrisome, I got to say, because yeah, even in the homeschooling community that we've been a part of anyways, there's, there's different ideals of what's right, what's wrong and how to raise your mm -hmm. kid. I'm a teacher and a lot of the people that uh, we, we go with have that teaching background or have a teacher in the family and we stick to the Ontario curriculum, meaning we, we follow the Ontario curriculum and this is what our kids have to learn by this time and everything else. I have other families that decide to learn other ways uh, and they don't have the same benchmarks that we might have for our kids. We've chosen what we've chosen for our family because I want my kids to be able to hit grade nine running with the ground running. Other families have other um, put other values first, and so that's how they've raised their kid. Right or wrong, there are going to be feelings, and it's hot topics when it gets to it for sure. There's there's tempers flare and words are said, but um, it is it, it. Every parent has the right to choose. The Catholic Church supports mm -hmm. that, right? Like it's to 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 grow raise a child. The only thing that you can do is, is support each parent's right for that. Mm -hmm. So what would you say are some cons, like cons to uh, homeschooling? Yeah, well, we already touched on it, but one of one of the main things that people are like, um, you know, that kind of early stigma around homeschooling is like, okay, well, you can smell the weird. Like it's, yeah. it's <laughs> that, uh, um, that, you know, that you have this association that like they're socially awkward. They're not properly socialized because, you know, they're, they're, yes, their primary influence is their family, but in some cases their only influence is their family. Um, yeah. And that can, that can hinder development in, in a lot of Other different ways. ways. Um, so um, even before, you know, even before com becoming Catholic, even before, um, you know, being involved with homeschooling communities, I had exposure to, you know, a bunch of homeschooled um, kids uh, in, the, in the college that I went to. And it was, it was interesting because you had almost a 50-50 split of, you know, these students were homeschooled, you know, kindergarten all the way through high school. And you had a really hard time holding a conversation with them um, or you know, they had a really difficult time talking about or engaging with anything that was outside of their their own kind of um, focused experience. I had others who were homeschooled kindergarten to grade one, to grade one, kindergarten to uh, grade you 12, know, uh, yeah. to grade 12. But yeah, I'm an OEC because I'm old. Um, <laughs> but uh, um, and perfectly socialized, perfectly socially capable. So it really comes down to, again, those reasons for homeschooling. Like if your motivation is to isolate your children from the world, Yes, there is a protective element there, but there's also a risk. Yeah. Um, and, you know, on, on the other hand, you have, you know, parents who are invested in the social development of, of their children. And, you know, there are a number of ways that you can uh, kind of address that. Yeah, yeah. So I think the biggest, the biggest, con so I want to just kind of make it for some parents have the feeling every parent should homeschool. And I'm going to yeah. disagree with that. Uh, I'm I'm a parent that homeschools, but I'm going to say it's not necessarily for everybody. For everyone, yeah. It's, right. it, there's there's a time and energy commitment to that. Um, that we are lucky enough to have my wife have her like w she's able to kind of maneuver her schedule so that she can be home during the week. She works on the weekends uh, on the night shifts, so when she is sleeping, and then we have grandma come over for one day a week, and she kind of helps teach the kids um, all different things and uh, and whether it be gardening or any other stuff, you know, and but we have that resource at our disposal it's a time commitment but it's also a money a financial commitment you have to buy the books you have to buy the stuff i mean a lot of it's available online if you want to do the extra work for it it's available but um there's a time commitment there's a financial commitment um and the other big one um is is um 
like you kind of said, what's your exposure? What was your kids actually being exposed to? What for us, we made it a we made a, a point that um, we wanted to expose our kids socially. So we wanted mm-hmm. to bring our kids to everything, anything and everything that we could. We wanted to ex- uh, have them be exposed to pretty much anything. Um, I can't remember which saint said it, but be in the world, not of the mm-hmm. world, right? And so we wanted to show them everything, be a part of everything. Uh, but then sometimes what it did was open up great conversations that we could kind of come home from an activity or event and a kid said this or a, so this happened at this place. Um, and then we could kind of dive into it from uh, a parental perspective, teaching them, well, this is what we believe. This is what, this is why we like, why mommy and daddy don't swear. You know what I mean? That's yeah. like things like that, but we could have that open conversation and being the first learner first um uh, first educators, educators yeah. yeah we can we can really kind of they come to us with their questions which is great um one of the other big ones is lack of accreditation and so depending on how you do it you sometimes can't like how do you know they have a grade nine mm-hmm. credit so mm-hmm. it's lucky for us that we like you can go in you can get tested and that kind of stuff or you just put them in grade nine and hopefully they can make it mm-hmm. um but like i said my kid my kids probably are a little bit above in certain things that they could probably have jumped in higher, but we put them in grade nine and get them in there and then they go from there. Um, but the lack of accreditation. So when you get to grade 12, let's say you go all the way through to grade 12, how does a college or university accept you when you don't have a grade? When you don't know, like how they, they can maybe do some testing or maybe like, so um, there are ways around it. There are uh, accredited homeschooled online courses that you can maybe take and get some actual accredited course and stuff but they're like those are all things that you have to consider um and then um yeah those i mean that's the big thing if i can what you were saying about being in uh in uh in the world not of the world yeah like there's uh another good reason for again i I homeschool but another good reason for not homeschooling um is evangelization like that if you have this you know uh um, you know, responsible parents are pulling their children out of the school system en masse. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're, you're removing a lot of what would be the kind of positive influence for a lot of the other be. kids. Yeah. 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 That's good. And so, and especially when you have that kind of that stability or you already have that, um, you know, uh, understanding of, you know, parents as first educators yeah. in the home, you know, that that's, that's, you know, your, your, your child is moving out from a position of strength that yes. they, yes, they encounter things in the public system that, you know, they probably shouldn't or may not be age appropriate or maybe kind of ideologically motivated. It's like, but they can bring that home and they can have a conversation with their parents and they have that kind of stability that, you know, they, they can they can engage with that without the, the same same measure of risk. So let's, uh, you know, there are there are there are options for homeschooling. You know, you've listed pros and cons and things for people to consider. Now, let's say someone says, you know, like, I wish I wish I could homeschool uh, right now. My kids are, are in the publicly funded system. Uh, they are learning some things that I'm not quite comfortable with. Uh, what what is the approach for a parent in this situation? Like how how do we keep an eye on what our kids are learning? I think having those conversations. So I have two boys right now in in um, public school, if you will, but Catholic Catholic high school, and having those lines of communication open. So actually specifically spending time to actually sit down and talk and then talk about their day. But, and then like, Hey, did you learn anything? What'd you learn? How'd you learn? And then specifically pointing out, okay, what, what, did, what happened and why? And, and then, okay, what did you say? Or what did you think about that? What did you, and so we can help them uh, digest what's being learned at the school and that stuff. And you also have a right as parents to step up and demand to hold our schools accountable, to, to say, this is not okay. This is not okay. Like write your letters. Don't sit back. Like 
I don't mind protesting. I, I'm never, never one against protesting if you're going to go march to the streets and stuff, but make sure that that's not all you're doing. Yeah. Mm. Make sure, make sure there's a, like you're writing the letters exactly. so that people, or you have communication with your teacher, your exactly, principals, exactly. If, parent if, counsel. If I, 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 I deal with this a lot, but just if the person doesn't know what they're doing is wrong or that you feel it's wrong, they're not going to change because they don't understand or they don't realize it. So having those open lines of communication, talking to the teacher, and if the teacher's not going to listen to you, then potentially talk to the principal. And if the principal's not talking to you, then maybe you got to look at other modes of education, whatever that might be, switching to a private school or switching to a different school or switching to homeschooling or whatever. There are plenty of kids, though, that have gone through the public system. I mean, you were looking at them here that have made it through the public system, have completely kept their faith and haven't mm -hmm. gone like... What I'm going to say is you really have to take it on your own personal level. Take it to prayer. See what's going to be best for your family. I mean, if you feel like homeschooling, but you don't have the resources, then ask God to either provide you the resources or provide you with the opportunity mm -hmm. to talk to your kids and make sure that that, you know, give, give, protect your family. Give, mm -hmm. Ask God for those resources to protect your family. Yeah, I, I think a part of the parent's responsibility I mean, we we want to we want to give people the benefit of the doubt, and we want to say, you know, our our teachers are great, and they're doing a great work with with our and a lot of them people. are. Yeah. A lot of them are, yeah. of course, they are. Uh, and there are some situations that happen at school, whether through the teacher in the classroom or other peers, where your kids are exposed to things that you're not comfortable <laughs> with yet, uh, or at all. Yeah. I don't know, uh, but I think it's really important that. That we keep an eye on that, and and unfortunately, it does happen where there are things that are either taught or said at school, where schools themselves, administrators or teachers, mm -hmm. keep them from the parents, or things that things that kids reveal to teachers that are kept from parents, and I think that continues to build a, an attitude of distrust mm -hmm. between parents yeah. and teachers. And, and and turns into frustration oh, yeah. animosity which you know you say well then we take it to the streets and we start yeah. protesting instead of having our conversations but you know there is a place in time for protest there is a place in time for conversation mm -hmm. and I, I think the more we keep the lines of dialogue open and keep an eye, keep an ear to our kids like yeah. what's happening at school you know i think you told me uh, josh something you tell your kids often yeah. is you know someone who says don't tell your parents yeah <laughs> you tell us immediately exactly like those aren't people that you can trust that we can trust yeah, or, yeah you know and i think that's good because that does happen as me as a, who's in the schools often yeah i know of situations where the school has kept quiet you know and the parents were left in, in the dark about yeah. certain things it's not right no for me um and not just for me i think it's the truth parents have birthed someone into the world they have prime uh, custodianship yep, yep, yep. of this human being that they brought into the world. And teachers have these children for a few hours a day for a small snippet of their life. And then they kind of send these kids home to their parents to deal with the mess of what they've learned or heard at school. And then parents are often left picking up the pieces of the mess that's happened. It's not right. It's not right to do that to parents. Parents are the prime uh, educators, the prime leaders. Uh, they have uh, ownership uh, yeah. over their children, uh, yeah. for lack of better words. And they should be involved in every step of their mm -hmm. child's 
of I think raising their child. The flip yeah. side to that is that not every parent takes the same responsibility. Well, and, and this is the other thing too. And that's the hard you part, know, right? Hiding things from parents yeah. is appropriate when there's a level of danger. You know, right. when, when kids are in a situation where there's danger, that's then of course yeah. we yeah. we tread lightly. We involve the uh, children's aid, uh, police if you have to, or whatever, yeah. police security. That's a totally different story. But to to arbitrarily hide things from parents because you don't want them knowing we said that to your kid, and there's no level of danger. Yeah, there's something wrong. Yeah, there's something wrong, and and I I think that uh, we need to stand up. We need to start standing up and, and saying that this is not going to be okay. This is not going to be accepted. That, that we're not going to stand behind things being like parents. Parents are the first educators. Parents are the the people that get to choose. And even if I don't agree, like I said before, with your way of homeschooling, or or your way of of the way that you taught your kid, you still have that right. They are your child, unless of course you're putting them in danger for some reason but yeah. but but because your opinion is not my opinion doesn't mean yeah. it's necessarily wrong right and so that's i have right. to i have to i have to respect that yeah. and this is something that's been kind of a, a, it's been a thing in catholic and christian and like even even the fact that this this march was organized by uh muslim like that that this isn't an exclusively catholic idea no, not at all. and like more so and especially after the pandemic that people like even even secular people are kind of realizing that you know, that the education system may, may not be kind of the best environment for my kid for, you know, curricular reasons or for even um, exposure reasons, or even the fact that, you know, um, you know, a lot of the kids, you know, in the 90s, when we went to school, people weren't carrying around smartphones with whatever on them yeah, that is exposing their kids to like either whatever. either not 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 age appropriate or not appropriate in any yeah. uh, situation that it's like, it's, it's it, like, people are waking up outside of the uh, outside of religious, the, the, yeah, the yeah. specifically religious kind of framework, um, to say that you know just just from a protective and you know taking responsibility for preparing their children, you know that this this is this is gaining gaining some traction as, as the march kind of. I think at the end of the day, it's like you know a, a, having an involvement in mm -hmm. what your kids are up to is a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing for parents <laughs> yeah. to do. Having a whether good relationship, it's, whether it's within the education system or you know what friends they hang out with or where they're at, you know you, you don't have to coddle your children or yeah. you know spy on them when they're out with their friends. Or helicopter parents, you know, helicopter yeah. parenting. But having a good relationship, you know, we're trying to raise good citizens. We're trying to raise you know yeah. good good people of goodwill, yeah. as yeah. uh, our scriptures say, right? But a parent and a child should always be in in, in communication with each other. But we're mm -hmm. about uh, a, a wide variety of things. It's not just school. Anything, so I everything. Think, you know, as much as we're saying, on, I, I'm saying, I'm not going to yeah. speak for you guys, I'm saying that that schools need to clean up their act a little bit. Mm, like yeah. schools need to yep. clean up their act and teachers need to teach what the curriculum is and, and, and leave their own personal agendas out of it. But parents <laughs> also yeah. have to Step be up. motivated to say, you know, I know my life is busy. I know I work all these hours or, I, or I'm struggling in this area and I, my attention is over here or there's a family issue that I need to focus on. But these are these are our children who need your attention. These are your children who need you to walk beside them, to journey with them, to know what's going on in their life. And you know what? We need parents to try even harder because you know who's the worst at speaking, to, <laughs> at telling what's going on in their life? 
it's children and teenagers. <laughs> teenagers. They don't want to talk. They don't want nothing. What happened today? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. Well, it's like, well, we need to build better relationships with our young people to say, because something is happening. Yeah. Something mm-hmm. is happening. And and I think our children are going through so much that so we need we need effort on both parts, mm-hmm. parents, schools, everyone in between. Yeah. All right. Well, we got you got me riled up on our first episode back for season four. So uh, thanks for the good conversation. And, and you know, kudos, kudos to parents who are homeschooling. Kudos to uh, uh, parents who are having a good relationship with their children. Kudos to teachers who are doing great jobs out there. I think it's really uh, it, it's it's an important issue to talk about because it's close to our heart. It's 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 our children. We love our children and we care about uh, their future yeah. and our future, too, because uh, one day those Young people will be taking care of old us, right? <laughs> They'll be the ones sitting here on the podcast. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so if uh, you have a strong feeling one way or another and you want to share it with us, uh, please uh, drop it in our comments, either on our on our social media pages or you can send us a direct email at askus at thecatholicbuzz.com. But give us what you think. You know, uh, what's the struggle in homeschooling? Would you choose it? Have you chosen it? Or are you big fans of the publicly funded system that's uh, share with us what you think and uh, that's it for this uh, first episode of season four we got lots more coming this season so for josh sullivan and matt van milligan my name is father Danielli. we'll see you next time on the catholic buzz